Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and this is our recap episode of week three in the Premier League season. And here are today's topics. Manchester United beat Liverpool 2-1 for their first points of the season. Manchester City drop their first points of the season, drawing 3-3 with Newcastle United. Leeds shock Chelsea, cruising to a 3-0 victory at Ellen Road. Arsenal continue their scintillating form and go top of the table with a 3-0 victory over Bournemouth. And Tottenham grab the three points, but is there still room for improvement? That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. That's right, Musty, and because the Premier League is back, so is your chance to win $50,000. Play Premier League Pick'em for free, and you can become the next big winner. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app today, available in the App Store or in the Google Play Store. Well, mate, match week three of what's proving to be a uh, dramatic Premier League season so far. Uh, We have to start with the big story, the big two Head-to-head at Old Trafford, Manchester United, two defeats in the first two games. Liverpool, two duels in their first two games. Something had to give, and it was Liverpool who gave, I thought, quite a bit, mate, as Manchester United were rampant, I would say, in the first 45 minutes and did enough to, to, to see the game out. They did. I mean, it was a spectacular game, you know, and talk about what was absolutely needed by Manchester United. Eric Ten Hag, Rob made some... Big decisions. I think he got the decisions right. I think you always you'd always have to say that after such a good performance. Uh, Harry Maguire on yeah. the bench, Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench, um, and just on those, Rob. I just thought that the back four and also Tyrell Malassia, left full back. I thought he he yeah, played no, really well yeah. as well. And I thought there was a difference mm-hmm. in two parts. Defensively, I thought they were as as aggressive to come and press the ball in different areas as I've seen them from full-backs to centre-backs. Lissandro Martinez had his best game for sure, of course, was really good, came out a long way, not always, but at the right times to win the ball back. I thought they looked quick mm. and, and a couple of times they got turned. I thought the back four obviously played very, very well and looked a lot better. But I also thought, Rob, and I'll get your take on it as well, that without Cristiano Ronaldo, and I know there's been United without Ronaldo before with these younger players, but I thought the, the particularly the young front men, Rob, played with a free spirit, like, he's not there, like, you know, he's a legend, we know there's a, there's a pressure to get in the ball, to create for him, and it, it is all about Ronaldo when he plays. I thought the three players, particularly Marcus Rashford, actually enjoyed mm-hmm. having the responsibility to run that front line, and the way that the team played behind them is a point I made on our broadcast, Rob, by pressing the ball, by working so hard, by forcing those transitions, then the front mm. players came alive and got a lot more ball. And that, for me, was the main reason why United were so dominant. I couldn't agree more with, with, with most of that. I, I, as I was watching the game, mate, I saw that it was probably the first five minutes, the first three or four challenges went in. Yeah. And from, from that aggressive base... From intensity to win the ball, but you say it wasn't a full high press and all over, but mm. there was times when they went together mm. and won the ball and triggered and, and, and got good transitions. I thought that led them to a performance, Rob. I thought that energy pumped them into a game. Marcus Rashford looked like he was enjoying his football. He was enjoying taking on Trent and running him in the second half and, and, and making things happen. Jaden Sancho looked like he, he'd grown now. It's, it's an interesting debate, the Ronaldo one, because I agree that they looked freer. They looked a little bit more confident, maybe less inhibited. Is that, is that a slur on them or is that a slur on Ronaldo? Should they, as, as, as top professionals at Manchester United, be able to handle that you've got a guy at the top of the pitch who's a, 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 a star, a world star? Or, or should, why should that affect them, Rob? Yeah, it's a good question, Rob. But I, I don't think it's particularly negative on either one. In some mm. ways, I think it's like a natural response. It's not Ronaldo's yeah. fault that he's that type yeah. and he's very single-minded and demanding and central and dominant in that regard. I mean, you can't criticise him for that. That's the way he is. And I don't know whether yeah. you can criticise... Yeah, maybe you can. Maybe you can, Rob. Maybe you can sort of say these... I mean, but it's, it's got to be so difficult when it's, when it's this you, guy at this club. Have you ever had that, Rob? Have you ever had that, Rob, where somebody's been that dominant in the dressing room? I tell you, there's two players who I can say, John Fashion, who in my time, and yeah. Vinnie Jones could 
affect play other some players. Yeah. And Jonesy and, and Fast were very much for the team, very much about winning and, and all the lads being together. But some players were a little, some players around were a bit inhibited, like would, would you know want him to pat him on the back all the time. And that was again more, I would say, their issue than, than Vinny's or, or, or Fast's at the time, because Vinny and Fast do what Vinny and Fast do. Well, we, we, I do have a case, Rob, and it's um, Ravanelli. Fabrizio Ravanelli. We had this Italian striker come to yeah. our club. Big fee. Just won the Champions League final with Juventus. Came into our club. And he was a super dominant, demanding forward. And, mm. yeah, I, I think he affected some players, particularly the defenders, because he kind of criticised the defenders. Affected our team spirit a little bit. I was OK. I did my job in midfield. And I, had to, mm. I, I don't mind it, because mm. I can feed in the ball. That's what I want to do anyway. Yeah. But I think yeah, it's a yeah. good question. And I, I have to say, yeah. Now, was that our fault or was it Ravanelli's fault? Uh, it's just the way I, th- things are. And I guess that comes down to signings, recruitment. Does a player fit yeah. the squad, fit the team, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's, a, that's an interesting side it's note. Interesting. Yeah. But do you... Do you mm. I mean, with no Maguire, no Ronaldo... I think yeah. we're obviously thinking now that this looks like a strong, strong lineup for them going forward, and there's no reason to, to change too much now, surely. No, listen, it's about consistency. And Ten Hag talked about it. That's one week, and we've got a show. And you know, last week against um, Brentford, it was very different for 45 minutes. Today, that's the standard. That's what they've shown. If there is a bit of freeing up of some players, they've got to make the most of that. They've got to make it so the manager doesn't have to go back to, to the, the Maguires of the world. Because Maguire was one of those where it was almost like, well, everyone kind of thinks he possibly should be dropped, but he's captain and he's yeah. Man United, so it's probably not going to happen. But it has happened, and they've won, and then they played well. And Varane and, and Martinez looked pretty good together at times, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, you weren't worrying about pace and the balls down the side. So... That solves the problem for the manager because now those two pick themselves. And, and same with the front three, I think. Elanga, mm. Sancho and Rashford got good pace, Rob. We, we saw some of the best of them. I thought the Sancho goal was a brilliant yeah. little reminder of how much talent this guy's yes. got and why he was bought for the kind of money he's got and, and what we haven't seen so far. And these moments like that in this, in this kid, if, if, if he can grow into being a Manchester United player. I think there's a key, another key part to the team, Rob, as well. And uh, Ten Hag talked about it in his uh, interview afterwards yeah. with, the, with the boys at Sky. Christian Eriksen mm. and Bruno Fernandes, they're yeah. a little different. Yeah. They're a little different to the likes of McTominay and, and some of the fullbacks or whatever. Mm. They've got quality on the ball. And I think the Eriksen alongside McTominay, even though I would yeah. have a little bit of a, a concern about Eriksen's ability without the ball, it was unjust yeah. today. I mean, the whole team yeah, defended really, really well. He did absolutely got fine. The pitch, actually. And you get yeah. the benefit of his passing. I think he made the 1-2. Mm. He was involved in the goal. I think the Sancho yeah. goal, the first goal. Um, so that yeah. is something else that we've got to give credit to, Rob. And, and, and let's talk about Eric Ten Hag. I thought it was a, a big day for him, big decisions. Yeah. We had the news story mm. that on the Sunday, he cancelled the day off after Brentford game, and he ran yeah. the boys yeah. the amount that the Brentford boys run further. I think it was like eight and yeah, a half yeah, miles or something. Plummeted. So it's kind of like kilometers, apparently. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's kind of basic, kind of almost punishment. But mm. yeah, so what? So you had yeah. that, you had mm. big decisions, and you had, you know, the reaction that we all expected, Rob. I mean, if you can't get a reaction after those two performances at Old Trafford against Liverpool, then there's a problem. So yeah. I just thought, yeah. okay, well done, Eric Ten Hag. That's that's kind of the starting point for you. This should be the the foundation that I talked about, Rob. Like, yeah. I want to see something. I've got to see some kind of. Um, sign of progression, stopping the free for this awful, awful kind of vibe around the club, and we saw it with yeah. the effort and the intensity. And it crazy, Rob? Is it not? It, it still astounds me that you can always you can always correlate effort, running, flipping stats, sprints, intensity yeah. with results. It's and yet, it's to, nothing. There's yeah. nothing yeah. complicated about it, is there? No, no. And and everybody can should do that as, as a given. Rob, and then, and then your, your quality, your tactics, your, your individual yeah. ability come out in, on top. And that's why Man City and Liverpool and, and, and uh, the past in Chelsea have shown to be the best two, three teams in, in the league. Um, and United haven't. But it, it was from that base, you're 100% not. It's from a base of getting about the job, putting in the, the hard job. Forcing transitions, 50s, Rob. 
Forces transits, turning the ball over and right. making out. We'll, we'll talk about Manchester City a little bit later. Similar situation, Bob, where you force transitions on a good team. Right. Okay, how good your players are, mate. You force good transitions and hit people with pace, you no. cause them problems. That's what United did today. And the other thing that, that stood out to me today, Rob, a little bit towards the end of the game, and, and we've had we've had two or three weeks of a pretty negative Manchester United team, Manchester United ownership, Manchester United situation, signings and that. There was a spell when the, when, the, when the crowd were into it, Rob. The team were playing, as you would expect, at least a Manchester United team to play with real fire against you know Liverpool, one of their, their greatest rivals. And all of a sudden, Rob, I, felt, I kind of felt, you know what, for all the criticisms, this is still Old Trafford. This is still 70,000 people yeah, who support the football club yeah. and get together. And, th and this isn't... And, and, and Old Trafford... We've got to stop forgetting that it's, it, it's the building and it's, it's dilapidating, it's falling behind. Yes, I get those things. Yes, those things can happen. But when 75,000 people get behind the team and the team are responding in the way, it doesn't matter about the building, mate. It doesn't matter about your training facility. It matters about, you know, everybody being together and feeling it. And, and there was just a feel about United today that, that was better on and off the pitch and, 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 it, and maybe some of that's been you know one or two big name players weren't involved who maybe can affect that, that atmosphere on and off the pitch but I just felt it, was, it felt like you know what that's what United used to be like that's what United is at its best yeah absolutely right and, and um but again, uh, uh, and Lee Dixon said it, like, you know, he said it in his manager, George Graham, of the olden days, would come in the dressing room after the game and mm. say, well, where was that last week? And where was it the week before? <laughs> so there's, there has yeah, to be yeah, a, yeah. a sense. And, and, and to be yeah. fair, Ten Hag did say we're humble. You know, yeah. it's almost yeah. like a starting point to go forward. So that's really important. Mm. Before we move on to Liverpool, Rob, I do want to ask you about the signing that was unveiled today at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, Casemiro, Casemiro yeah. I think the fee yeah. raises to something like uh, with options and stuff like $85 million I think it was or some yeah, very high number 70, for, yeah. for a 30-year-old yeah. yeah. what are you yeah. what, what, what are you thinking about this signing for, for Manchester United? Well I, I'm going to go down the positive route mate when, when I've seen him in a, a, uh, the white of Real Madrid and I've seen him I know it's next to maybe better players you, you would say Cruz and Modric um, he's been a really important part of, of what they've done and what they've won. I think he's got such respect that the, the club almost allowed him the, the, the move when they would have kept hold of him. Yes, he's 30 years of age, but right now, Rob, if he can give me two years of stability, if he can sit behind maybe an Ericsson and a Bruno, as you're talking, in a formation, I'm, I'm OK with it. It's a little bit over the odds, but that's what United are going to have to do now. It's... You know, they're under pressure. There's te what, nine, ten days left in the window. So they are, anybody they, they come for now, they're going to be paying over the odds because they're United and because of the situation. But I think it's good business, mate. I think it's the right kind of signing. Yes, I know it. Listen, uh, 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 Declan Rice, for possibly similar money, similar wages, maybe a bit more money will get, will, is, is uh, an alternative that would be better over the long term. But Manchester United are in that position where they can wait for better in the long term. They've got to do some business now, and and I'm okay with it, mate. To be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, listen. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. A brilliant player yeah. that's won a ton of trophies. I think is is you know in terms of defensive interceptions and everything else. Brilliant, brilliant player. Yeah. But I, but I would I, I, the Declan Rice analogy the comparison is a great one. And I think with his yeah. 300, £350,000 a week wages, Rob, I think the whole package comes to like £140 million. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. even know if it's pounds or dollars. A big, big number. And I know that Declan Rice would be a, a big, big number. number. But for me, mm. in my opinion, I, I, go and get Declan Rice then. If you're, there's going to be zero resale. And I get your point about the here and now. And for two or three years, yes, he's a very, very, very good yeah. player. Um, but yeah. in my opinion, if you're building something that's going to take a few years, why, why spend that money? You ain't going to get anything back, really. Like, wait for one more season, maybe, or try and get a Deccan Rice a little early. I'm not sure you'd get him this summer. So I, I think it's... Yeah, um, yeah I just... I mean, I love him. I love him as a player. Yeah. I remember we've done a Champions yeah, League yeah. podcast, Rob. You know what I mean? And yeah, I remember saying, God, Casemiro yeah. is so important. What a player, yeah. <clears throat> and he is, he is a great player. But, wow, I guess you've got, you got to have some money to be able to, to write off $140 million. 
yeah. uh, over the, the period of his contract and get nothing back at the other end. Where Declan Rice, it, it's a sense of building excitement for the future. And I don't know. That's that's, that's just my take. But there's there's obviously yeah, a plus listen, and a minus to it. Mm. And, and, you know, it's a case of, I, I just think because of where United are now, they're almost yeah. forced into some things that they, they've got yeah. to do to um, to improve and, and to close that gap. You said, let, let, let's talk about Liverpool, because yeah. it's certainly not been the start to season they would have envisaged. Um, you know, games against Fulham Palace, an AI team that, that were not flying by any means. And they've come out of those three games with two points, mate. And today... I thought they were off. They had a little spell where they came back just in, into the end of the first half. They had a little spell in the second half, but I don't know, mate. It, it just, they're a little bit off at the moment, Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, and I think Jurgen Klopp senses it as well. Yeah, I think they've been off, well, obviously the three games, Rob. You know, not great today, not great Fulham mm. first game, of course. I think the whole of the three games, Crystal Palace, kind of there was there was good moments and bad moments there. But I yeah. think yeah, there's something mm. is not right. And I know they've got a few injuries, and I know that the Klopp yeah. sort yeah. of says it's a bit of a difficult time. But if you still look at the eleven players, that's a good team. That's a good strong Liverpool yeah. team out there. Firmino came back. You've still got Salah. You've still got Diaz. <clears throat> the midfield is an issue. And the first yeah, thing I'm going to throw. Was, you, was, I, was well, I got to throw you the the the, the question of Fabinho. Uh, maybe he hasn't been great. Yeah. yeah. But in a game mm. then when he knew there was going to be some intensity flying around, a little bit of passion yeah, in, in yeah. that bigger, the, yeah. not the biggest game in English football, really. I was really mm. surprised that he didn't play alongside um, a Henderson, Henderson, you know, or, yeah. or even a Milner as well. A go for, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't get that. Did you? What's all that about, Fabinho? No, no. well, it's a decision just like Ten Hag's made a couple of decisions and he's gone right, and, and Klopp who generally gets those big decisions right, yeah. I think would have got this one wrong. I think in turnovers, Rob, Fabinho's brilliant tactically at, right. at, at stopping that ball in. He, yeah. he, he's a brilliant reader of where the danger might come from in possession. I didn't think the Liverpool midfield gave any kind of protection today to a back four that looked exposed, that Gomez and, and Van Dijk don't particularly play that well together. I've got to be honest, and Van Dijk's a bit of an issue, Rob. We, we must yes. mention that. We'll, yes, we'll, we'll yes. talk. Um, but um, there was no real protection. There was no real creativity from that midfield. There was no intensity. James Milner, bless him, wanted to. In his head, he could yeah. see it was all going wrong. He hasn't got yeah. that physicality now in his body because of his age. And that's why I think, he, 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 as you say quite rightly, he was walking around like the angry old man because he wanted more from people around yeah. him and he wasn't coming and he couldn't do it himself and he was frustrated and he felt it. But... Um, yeah, there was one or two issues. You know, Salah was really quiet, I thought. Mm. I thought Malassi had done a good job on him for many parts of the game. I know he got his goal. Uh, Nunez is, is a miss, Rob, knowing what he can do in, in that red card. Yeah. I think you mentioned it on the air, or Tim maybe said, just maybe having the ability to run in behind would have affected that back to yeah, a little bit more, yeah. maybe creating a little bit more space for them. So, mm. yeah, a, a, a few things for Jürgen Klopp now, and... Probably over the last few years, I know the injury years, Rob, they, they had, um, you know, had all the injuries with Van Dijk and Gomez and the like, and they were really struggling. But kind of a little test now for Jürgen, isn't it? Because things have gone so well for him and they've been so positive. It's the first sort of recent blip where, you know, a few players out, a few players, you know, got to, he's got suspension with one or two others. Mane's left the football club, people are saying, and how big yeah. that is and how much he gave. Um but a, a few questions to, to ask, and, and they go away to Bournemouth at, at the weekend, I think, next weekend, which is never an easy place to go. I think it's a home. It's a home. It's an Anfield, Rob. Just look at the... Oh, is it Anfield? I think it's a home again. Uh, home, yeah, so home to Bournemouth. Home yeah. to Bournemouth, yeah. So a chance to get back on track. I mean, is it as simple as... Is it, is, is it as simple as... They've lost a little bit of intensity, a, a little bit of the, mm, the thing yeah. that, that United found yeah. for this game. And, and it seems so simplistic, yeah. right? And there's the biggest cliche in football ever is, is the cliche of you've got to earn the right to play. And kind of yeah, translated, yeah. it means if you don't win the tackles and if you don't match the pressing and you, mm. don't, you win your fair share of that stuff, then you can't yeah. get anything going forward because you're on the back foot all the time. It's absolutely the case yeah. for for um, Manchester United in the positive for those front players loving the turnovers mm -hmm. and making their runs and off yeah. where that would happen with Liverpool but they didn't force that so intensity work rate is something that we've we've always 
credited Liverpool, and I just wonder if Klopp yeah, might yeah. just have to go back to basics a little bit. But let's let's, let's talk Virgil Van Dijk, Rob, because we saw him get done on uh, against mm. Fulham. Um, you know, kind of yeah, like wow, he, he dived in yeah, and created the sloppy. foul. I did, you know, when James mm. Milner got on his face today to say, "Come at you, you have to close yeah. out there, close yeah. down, then come out of your position instead of just standing there with your arms behind on your sides." He, he seemed a bit. He seemed didn't seem. I don't know. Didn't, it didn't was seem fine. Passive, passive, Rob. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what's yeah. Uh, He's very casual at the moment. Um, very casual, which is turning yeah. to sloppy. Yeah. Um, listen, he, he's been outstanding for Liverpool since he's come in the football club. You can count on the, on one yeah. hand the, the number of bad games he's had. So, on on that, we, you've always got to give him a bye. And, and people's form, you know, even great players' form go, goes a little bit up and mm. down. The disappointment has, like you say, Rob, that kind of. Proper real defending, which he's, he's a master at. You know, when he mm. gets his eyes down on the ball and he crouches yeah. and he's concentrating and it's almost like, you will not pass. That looks like it's gone. That, mm. that hasn't started, mm. that hasn't kicked in this season yet. He, 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 he's almost this season a little bit like, I'm the best centre-back in the league kind of thing, aren't I? You yeah. know, like, and, yeah. and that's not how he built, that's not how he got that no. reputation. He got yeah. the reputation through doing all those things, through marshalling the back four, through making sure they kept clean sheets. And, and as you say, you know, when Sancho comes today, he comes steaming out and, and goes full body launch into the ball, which is, is I don't know, that, that, that isn't, that's, that's not lack of intensity. Sometimes that's lack of, like, the mental approach, Rob. Like, is he, is he, is he in the right place to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to start this season? And, mm-hmm. and it becomes a little bit infectious. And I like the Milner thing with him, to be honest. And, yeah. and I'd have been more disappointed, upset if that didn't happen because it, it, it shows it care, that Milner cares. And that's why he's important to the football club, even though playing-wise he might not have as many minutes as, as others. Hmm. You're absolutely right. And, and Milner could see what was going on around him. And he, mm. and he was you know, and he was frustrated and for many reasons. Yeah, maybe, maybe Klopp, Rob's got to go back to a little bit of basics, remind them what got mm. them to where they are right now, and that is roll the sleeves up and super pressing and yeah. super hard work um, to get back on track. I'm sure they will, but wow, yeah. that's, a, that's a really like a, a surprising... I know we're only three games in, but to see Liverpool with only two points uh, mm. is pretty jarring. Well, it's the performances, though, Rob, isn't it? The yeah. points are one thing, but the performances have, yeah. have not been Liverpool-like. It's almost like... It's a bit pre-season. They haven't really got out pre-season mode yet. Um, yeah. But Jürgen, Jürgen's great in, in the dressing room. He's got a week to work with him. As you say, I think you're at home to, to Bournemouth next weekend. Um, they'll expect plenty more at Anfield and for them to do the job. Hmm. Should we move it on, my friend? Yes. To uh, the other team in Manchester, uh, Manchester City, who you know, many think are going to go on and win their fourth title in five this year. Um, got... Something of a bloody nose up at St James Park against Newcastle. Ended up 3-3. Newcastle were up 3-1. City did come back there and make it 3-3 in the end. But it would, it would probably be seen as drop points from City's point of view. Although, I have to say, I thought Newcastle were excellent mm. in the game. Outstanding tactics, outstanding performances. Mm. Um, and I thought gave one or two teams in the league a little bit of a blueprint, how, you know what, with good tactics, good setup, and a little bit of confidence, these days, these, these ways and days, you can hurt, you can affect Man City. Yeah, I, I thought it was an off day for Man City, Rob. I, I thought their, their football wasn't as safe and, and slick and secure as normal, which I say every single time for Man City, because that is, that is the way that they don't perform and they concede goals yeah. is when because they expand so much in possession. If somebody makes a mistake, my goodness, they're, they're out of position defensively. Although yeah. that happened, that happened mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, Newcastle could have had a lot more yeah. goals, particularly in the first half. Absolutely. Very open Man City. Very, very open. If you look to their back line, to their front players, my goodness, it's almost the whole half. Yeah. So a real, like... I don't know, just an off day with their football. And, and then, of course, you, you've got in, on the other side of things, Alan St. Maximin playing the best I've seen him play in a Newcastle yeah, United shirt. Yeah. Um, absolutely, like, tormenting Kyle Walker, which is something we did yeah. often. Yeah, I mean, he had, a, he had a hand, he had his foot, uh, his fingerprints on every single goal, St. Maximin. Mm-hmm. And, and to the tactical thing, Rob, I think you're, I think you're going where I, I was talking about as well, where... We know those fullbacks of City come in field to yeah. get involved with the possession, mm-hmm. right? So that means there's spaces yeah. that you know there's two defenders no back. Yeah. Now, if they give the ball away in their build-up play, those fullbacks 
are often out of position. Out of but, you've got to, yeah. but you've got to have players that are in those spaces. And I think Eddie Howe, fair play mm. to him. I think he said to Amwell yeah. on the right-hand side and Sam Maximum, you know what? Yeah. Be ready. Be ready to, to jump into it. those yeah. areas when it turns over. Yeah. And that happened time after time after time. I think Tim picked it up initially, yeah. Rob, and... Um, He's absolutely right. There were there were spaces there yeah. to 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 get in behind, and when City's football broke down, that's where they hurt them. Newcastle United were were excellent. Not a deep line, not parking the bus. No. A lovely balance of being compact, but ready, willing, and able to to Real jump coward, into those they? areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Kim I thought he did a good job on Rodri. You know, they're trying to get Rodri in that central position to dictate it. Two or three times he jumped right on top of, of, of Rodri. He didn't allow him to start the build-up play for City. So he saw the lack of real quality. Turnovers, as you say, the threat in the wide areas. I thought uh, Eddie, Eddie Aoni's team did brilliantly well. And, and obviously he would be disappointed you know, to be 3-1 up and maybe to, to end up uh, a 3-3 draw. But it was interesting that Pep said after the game, you can see the work that Eddie's doing. There's a power coming to, to Newcastle that, that's going to, you know, affect the league and, and grow in the league over the coming season. And it was interesting. About, I, I, I was looking at a few stats after the game. Apparently, um, in City's defending third, Newcastle won the ball nine times, either turnovers, nicking the ball, yeah. or, or pressure. And yeah. apparently, there's, there's only been one game since Pep's been in, in England oh, wow. that that's happened more. Wow. So, you know, it shows the credit to what Newcastle were doing and how they were doing it, that they were getting there. And they had seven shots on the day, five on target, which apparently against City is almost unheard of. Yeah. You don't get that many looks in their goal because people are generally so far back defending. Yeah. And they, and they so pass the ball so well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that you're not getting a chance if you don't have the ball. Yep. So uh, I just thought great credit, you know, we got it, you know, while you, we say it was a disappointing day for City, I think it's one of those great credit for Newcastle. And the other thing I was thinking about, Robin, and it's going to lead me to my underappreciated player of the week, is a lot of this, what Eddie Howe's doing, isn't probably how most people thought things were going to go, Rob. We were, we were, we were hearing the likes of Neymar and Mbappe and Ronaldo, <laughs> and, you know, wasn't it? You know, the, 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 the new owners come in, we know that they've got a shed load of money, and we're thinking, well, all the big names are going to come and summer. It's, it's been slow, progressive, well-coached, uh, intelligent football that, that's got them where they, it's got them, that, that's got them a respect back in the league. I think if you're a Newcastle fan, you couldn't be happy with things of how they're going and how the team looking, how the manager is. And my underappreciated player of the week, my friend, and St. Maximum would have been, but I'm, I think he's more appreciated than if you yeah, talk about is. Newcastle, people talk yeah. about him. I'm going to go with Miguel Almiron, my friend. Oh. Miguel Almiron. And, and, and why I think it's different, because I think there's a, there was, there's a stage where he was almost a bit ridiculed coming in. He came in from Atlanta United. I think it was around $30 million uh, January, the, the, the winter 2019 window. And, and somebody in, in, in the media said, oh, he's a bit of a headless chicken. And that almost became a bit like, oh, yeah, he just runs mm. up down, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then the other thing that really stuck me, Rob, and I, and I followed the story through that, I don't know if you, if you remember towards the end of last season when City won the title, and Jack Grealish made a little bit of a, I thought, a, a classless remark, say, you know, people were thinking like Miguel Almiron, I run up to people and don't know what I'm doing. And, and he, he said he was quite mm. derogatory about Almiron. Mm. And apparently mm. that got back to the Newcastle dressing room mm. and they were, they, it, it pumped them up and certainly pumped uh, Almiron up, um, mm. scored the goal, was a threat when they, won the, when they won the ball, gave them something outside. And I think these, you know, for all that, the money that people are saying is going to be spent in Newcastle, Miguel Almiron still holds a team a, a place down in their best 11 and has a really important role to play as maybe a bit of a compliment to St. Maximin. St. Maximin, as we know, is, is the joker. He can do everything. Almiron's a little bit more consistent. We'll work you up and down. You'll know what you'll get if he adds a bit more goals and, and, and assists to his game. It could be an important little balance to this Newcastle team as they look to grow. So I thought for, for a number of reasons, uh, Miguel Almiron is my underappreciated performer of the week.
Very good, mate. Yeah, very good. Well said. Um, also, I'd quickly add on to that before I move on to a couple of others that I, I think deserve a mention. Is yeah. He kind of wasn't, he wasn't in the team with Eddie Howe a lot last year, Rob. He's, he's, had, to, no. he's had to kind of force his way back into the side. Mm. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't in a lot last year. and, and no, obviously was Matt Ritchie, wasn't it? It was yeah. and people were... Yeah, he just he didn't play so much. But So, great mm. show, great, great show. Just another couple of players before we move on, Rob. Oh, I thought it made, it, it made a difference and were excellent. Trippier's free kick, by the way. Kieran Trippier's free yeah, kick, wow, I, I thought, yeah. was a thing of beauty. Oh, oh. An absolute thing of beauty. Yeah. Just drifted away with that pace away from the goalkeeper into the top corner. And I think Nick Pope, you know, you talk about, yeah. you know, your Neymars mm-hmm. and, and big names has talked about Newcastle United. Nick Pope yeah. from Burnley, what a good goalkeeper yeah. he is and what a good game he had as well. So, no, very, very good that. day at St. James's Park. Mm-hmm. Um, Man City... You know, you, you never know when Man City Rob are going to be a little off. You know, it could be yeah. any team. It could be. It doesn't. It's not necessarily any of the bigger sides or whatever, but they weren't mm. quite at it, um, and they realised they're human. So yeah, three three, an amazing. By the way, it's Sunday. We're going to get onto. Uh, in fact, we're going to get onto right now. It was, an, it was a super Sunday, Rob. It was a super super Sunday yeah. in just, the studio. Just, just before we go on, mate. Yeah. Just before we go on, it's, it's two up and down midfield players who would huff and puff, and we could get from box to box. But you know what I mean. We weren't really, I'm, I'm not sure we, we'd quite say we were top craftsmen. Kevin De Bruyne, by the way. Oh, the, no, the ball no, to no, Bernardo no. Silva. I, I, <laughs> I just think these times, there's some things that happen. When he first hit it, I thought, oh, he got so lucky there. How's he got that there? And then when you see it two or three times up, he actually he gives the guy the eyes and then sticks it through his legs to get it to Bernardo Silva, who's yeah. making a run that I, no one else, I don't yeah. think, in the, in the ground has seen. I mean, no. it, it, sometimes he does some ridiculous things that I don't think get appreciated enough how difficult that is in that position to to, to pick out, Robin. And I, I know it's just a one-off, but Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne should be in or or is heading towards being in the greatest ever Premier League eleven. Yeah, I can't disagree, mate. I, I, you know, listen, back on that pass, it's not many times, right? Of course, we have the benefit, like everybody else, to watch the game yeah. from, a, from, from that high camera, the main camera that's looking mm-hmm. at it. And it's not many times where a pass goes where you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's, that was one of them. Because cause we see it. We can see, all the, we can see everything. We can see mm-hmm. the space wide. We can see the fullbacks on. We can see the little ball into the striker. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, wow. Like, it, that's special. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't do too many of those, mate, in my career. Um, anyway, anyway, oh, so, so I talked. Yeah, I talked about Super Sunday. Um, my mm-hmm. goodness, I tell you what, I think of all the games this weekend, and I and I mean all the games. I did not yeah. enjoy Leeds United. I did not enjoy mm-hmm. Leeds United uh, winning this game against Chelsea, a strong Chelsea team, three 0 My goodness, talk about Rebecca asked me, Robert, at the start of the day about Jesse March and what what does a Jesse March an ideal performance team look like? And I kind of said, well, yeah. you know, young team, <clears throat> mm. high energy, presses the ball really well, attacks, attacks, makes mistake, gets it back, repeat, you know, and has territory. Mm. And I think I said, well, but this is Chelsea and it's going to be hard to do that. My goodness, di- didn't they do that? I mean, it was an exhibition, yeah. a clinic, whatever mm-hmm. you want, to, of, of organised team pressing, energy, pace, counter-attacks, finishing. I, I thought it was uh, just absolute picture-perfect performance from Jesse Marsh, who was going crazy on the yeah. sideline, Robin. And, and Chelsea, the, 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 you know, Tuchel can come on at the end and say... You know, we know what we, we know what to expect. They run a lot. We had to deal with it. I, they didn't deal with it. And if they do, no, didn't know didn't. what to expect, they didn't. He didn't prepare the team very well. Couldn't with it, could he? No. <clears throat> brilliant, Rob. It's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. From, Je- you know, Je- Jesse Marsh outthought, out deployed the way he, his tactic. Jesse Marsh's team, Rob, and and, and uh, I just wanted to. to Bring this up because I know when we talked about Leeds under Bielsa, and I was a little, I was a bit critical by saying. It's okay to be, you know, the, the, the chaotic, intense playing, but we've got to have a tactic. And someone's saying, well, it's not Bielsa. It's not going to be that guy. But Jesse Marsh has shown us it's doable, by the way. And Jesse Marsh has taken what Bielsa's on and put a bit more, a little bit yeah, more structure yep. in there. Yes, and, yep. and now they look, a, they look a better team for it, Rob. There's a, there's a basis team. I heard uh, Jack Harrison and Brendan Aronson after the game saying, we worked with the manager. We had two or three ways of, of going at it. There was a yeah. tactic that we all were, yeah. were, were built on. We started that early press. We wanted to get them going. I mean, the energy through Harrison, Adams, and, and um, 
Aronson, yeah. Adams. And Rocker. Yeah, Mark Rocker in midfield. midfield. Dan James. And, and Rocker yeah. was, was, was incredible, mate. Was incredible. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, so-called world-class, top-class international players put under pressure. You know, Koulibaly, um, Kukurea, um, Silva, Mendy for the goal is a great example of what they're all about. And, and, and this kid, Brendan Aronson, Rob, 21 mm. years of age... <laughs> He could be. He could be a sneaky little star, by the way. He could be a sneaky little Premier League star in the making. And and I, and I, again, as, as we do a bit anorak, we go. I, I try and look about him. You know, he, he came from the Philadelphia Union to Obi Salzburg, done well there. Obviously, he knows him. He's got a brother, Rob, apparently, Paxton, who plays for the Philadelphia Union. On uh-huh. He's got a sister, Jaden, who plays quite high-level female soccer. So it's it's in the family. It's in the gene. He's obviously at the moment the star at 21 years of age. I thought was outstanding yep. against a, a Chelsea team stacked with with, with, with big players. Um, he could be a sneaky little star, Robbie Musto. Absolutely right. Couldn't agree more. And uh, you know, when when the fee came through, it was like 30 million or something. It's like wow, that's that's kind of yeah. a big fee. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I looked at him in pre-season, and um, there was one particular game. I can't remember the game now, but he made a beautiful through ball. Um, playing in that number 10 position. And the, the, yeah. the, the quickness, the sharpness is what stunning. Was it, was it a Koulibaly that he absolutely roasted, like ran, ran yeah. inside? <laughs> Koulibaly had no answer for him. He yeah, did that a few no. times on different players. I thought yeah. he was absolutely outstanding. And, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to go all the way there, Rob, but we know that Christian Pulisic is kind of the golden child for, for yeah. American soccer and what he's done at this point and getting over to a club like Chelsea. Mm. Um, Aronson might end up, I mean, I'm just saying, like this is, again, crazy early. He might end up having yeah. a better career, Rob. He, he, he might end up having a better Premier League yeah. career given his attributes of that unbelievable engine. I mean, he can run all day mm-hmm. long. doesn't look like he's sweating. The quickness, the sharpness, the cleverness that he's got. He's 21. He's, he's, he's going to play every week. He's, He's yeah, going to it's come on. Well, yeah, which is I know. important. So he's going to develop develop his game. Whereas Pulisic, we know, is on and off, and you know, can't be trusted in, in the manager's words. Whereas this kid is going to play, and he's going to get better, and he's going to look, he's going to add a little bit more tactical and and and, and um, nuance to to the you know the, the the legs that he's got and the energy that he's got. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you're talking about a team that wants to press, phew, perfect. It's it, it, a must. It's an absolute must. And also, Rob, and, uh, by the way... Leeds is... Sorry, mate. You want to finish well, off the thought? Yeah, no, I was just saying, Le- Leeds as a group, Rob, are growing into a really, really interesting watch yes, now. absolutely right. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Leeds every week when when because I'm thinking, I'm learning, I'm finding something else about this group that I didn't really know or understand before. And Jesse Marsh has to take a lot of credit for that as well, because that was an easy job, Rob, to, you know, we had to keep them up, we had to... We placed Bielsa, we had to hold council, the American coach in, in, in English football. But I think he's done a great job of, of, of kind of being the, the right kind of personality, showing how much he cares, you know, giving his, giving his team lots of, 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 of confidence and tactical nails. And they're, they're a really interesting team to, to watch now. I mean... I asked him after Rob. We were lucky enough to get Aronson and uh, mm. Jesse March on a, on, a, on a two-way at the end of the studio. Brilliant, brilliant, amazing. I had so many yeah, questions about yeah. Jesse March. I just asked him about, yeah, yeah. did he feel, does he feel more pressure, responsibility this season? Because this season is his yeah. team. It's pretty obvious. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's players, I think yeah, there's three yeah. or four mm. players that he knows he's worked with before. So it's obvious to everybody, yeah. oh, well, he would have wanted him then. Rasmus Christensen at right fullback worked with mm. him before at Salzburg. Um, of course, yeah. Aronson. Uh, Mark Rocker is, uh, is from Bayern Munich, so he knows that league, Germany, of course, very, very well. Um, so, you know, and he kind of batted away the question a little bit and didn't really want to go there. But I think there is more responsibility on him, more pressure. But just, just before I, I make one point, um, yeah. the, the spirit of the team is what I'm excited about, Rob. Like, it's a young group. Mm. They got this flipping coach with a ton of energy, different ideas. Yeah. You know, the Bielsa was yeah. a fun watch. This is a fun watch for a slightly different reason. It's super exciting. Um, and one player that we haven't talked about, Rob, and, and I don't think many people have talked about, and I, maybe we didn't in the studio enough afterwards, and we gave a ton of credit to Brennan Aronson, absolutely right, because he was yeah. scored the goal, he closed down Mandy, makes some big mistakes. Um, but my underappreciated performer, given this game and given the performance, is Tyler Adams, another U.S. international, a player that 
we know goes back with Jesse March, different football clubs, and apparently they've had, they've mm. had difficult times and some tough conversations. They had, they had one, I think, when he signed for Leeds United. Um, but uh, talk about a manager having trust in a player to bring him to a club like Leeds United, yeah. to replace somebody like Kelvin Phillips, who's an absolute legend in, 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 mm. in Ellen Road. And for him to kind of settle in nicely, very, very effective what he does, Rob, you know, kind of my kind of position, just kind of protects yeah. what I used to do and keep it simple with the ball, worked very, very hard and didn't give the ball away hardly at all. Others might have got the mm. headlines in this game, but, but Tyler Adams' performance wasn't lost on me. And you know when you sort of finish yeah. in the studio, you think, ah, maybe I should have talked a little more about Adams. Mm. I felt yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. we should have done because, you know, it wasn't quite mm. spectacular, but it was very important. So Tyler Adams gets mind appreciated performer. What a game and what a team this, this looks for Leeds United. Yeah, it's a great shout, by the way, Tyler Adams. And he's also one of them, part of his strengths, Rob's going to be that he's not going to hold the headlines. He's going to sit behind and do all the things that need yeah. to be done. And people aren't going to necessarily see that because he's not going to be on camera. He's not going to be on the ball as much. Uh, so it's a good pick out, especially, you know, obviously somebody who plays in a similar role that you did and you, mm. you can see that role. But it's mm. an important role in Leeds team, oh. especially... A, if you're going to have the high press and get bodies, but B, when balls are, good, are turn over, Rob, he's got to be around that, that, that back line and, you know, uh, against maybe even more dangerous opposition than, than Chelsea were at the weekend. He'll have an important role to play. But, yeah, fair play to um, Tyler Adams and to Jesse Marsh, who's brought these players in, and they're all looking like they've got, a, you know, a good role to play in the team. Chelsea, what's going on? Yeah. Not, you know... Is there cause for concern? Mm. Um, disappointed against um, Tottenham last yeah. Sunday. Um, maybe a little fortunate to get the draw but against they played, Spurs. They played, they played well against Spurs, though, Rob. That, that's what the side yeah. for me with Chelsea yeah. is. They play, they, they play well some weeks, and you think, oh, you know, it looks. And then they just go off. They started okay, and, and had one or two chances. I thought um, Sterling was a little bit dangerous early on, the, the most likely, and then it, it just yeah. kind of paled away a little bit for Chelsea. It's a little, little bit worrying, out, I would say, for, for, mm. for Thomas Tuchel. They've got to do some business, Rob. They've got, what, is it 10 more days? They need to get a centre-forward in the building pretty quickly. Um, we, I'm hearing today they're talking about Aubameyang's getting close, that there's a deal being sorted out between the clubs and then it'll just be for the player to do something. So... He's talking that maybe by the weekend he could be in the building, and I just get the sense that that'll be a lift and a bit of a focus for, for most players in the team. But, um, yeah, a little, a little bit worrying for, for Chelsea when you think, you know, the likes of Spurs and, and Arsenal looking in good shape and are going to be pushing them. Um, they're going to they're going to have to, you know, get, get themselves together pretty quickly if they want to make sure they're, they're part of that top full picture. No, you're right. Sorry, and I misspoke at the beginning there. The, the, it was Spurs mm. that got a little fortunate for the two, and Chelsea did play very well, and those yeah, decisions yeah, went against them. So well, that, yeah. that was my bad. I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean that. They did play well in that particular game. One interesting yeah. thing I thought in this one, Rob, was Conor Gallagher. And I, I was so... I guess I was pleased to see him start the game, Rob. But yeah, yeah. Thomas Tuchel played him alongside Jorginho, mm. alongside where Jorginho, I want him to. Yeah. I want you know, yeah. second half he changed it and played him as an eight, which I'm like, God, if you're going to play Conor Gallagher, you've got to play him as an eight with the ability to get forward and get in the box. That's why he was so good last year for Crystal yeah. Palace. So you know, I watched him one yeah. time. He got the ball off the back four. He tried to hit a long ball. It went out of play. I'm like, that's not really his game. So mm. I, I was a little frustrated for Gallagher because I I'm sure he is so excited to try and prove to everybody at Chelsea that he can be a man to play midfield. So that that yeah. was disappointing. Koulibaly getting sent off, Rob, like, I mean, if the experience that he's got and just a poor mm. player back for the second yellow card, I thought was yeah. was like, wow, I mean, you should know better at that. I mean, and, and the centre-forward issue again, isn't it? I mean, Sterling and yeah. Abbott's again were kind of pl playing very close together. Um, with, Mate, with Mount a little bit in between, in between them because Gallagher was alongside yeah, Georgina. Yeah. So you still kind of find the right combinations, the right solutions mm. um, in this Chelsea side. I mean, Kante's obviously a big miss, but it's still... Is, is it, does it go back... Does Aubameyang solve a lot of problems for him, Rob? Is that, is that really the crux of, of what they could do with? I think, I think it, 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 it makes a big difference, Rob. And, and, and the reason I'd say that is, as I... I think of Gabriel Jesus going in at, at Arsenal and look at the difference that that's made to that team who were, have decent players, but they had a Lacazette, they had Aubameyang who was there, who, who, who lost in chess. But just having a striker who wants to play down the middle, who can bring you something, can hold the ball up, can bring others in, 
I just think it'll be a weight off the habits and the Sterlings who can get yeah. back more to their natural game, and then mm. everybody can start enjoying a bit more attacking play. So I do think it, it will make a big difference. But there's other elements of this team, Rob, that still, you know, when if Kante doesn't play, I'm not quite sure he knows what, what the next best middle two are or if he's going to play a two or a three. Uh, Jorginho's one of them, I think, is a bit divisive. Not sure, you know, some or some don't think he's quite athletic enough in, in that role to get around the pitch. So I don't think there's one or two things for Tuchel to, to sort out with this with this mm. squad. Yeah, I think there is. I mean, I, I, Kovacic is injured as well right now. That's why it's such a yeah, yeah. It's an opportunity for Conor Gallagher, but um, mm. no, I, they're, they're still a work in progress, Rob. And we're only three games in yet, but again, you see them in the bottom yeah. half of the table. Tons of you know, a long way to go now, and of course, a window. I think that the owners are trying to buy, buy, buy. They're trying to spend, spend some money, yeah, and I think they yeah. will. Um, there's talk of Aubameyang. I think they will get Wesley Fafana, Rob, from Leicester City. I think that will yeah, happen. Eventually, yeah, eventually, um, yeah. Frank de I don't know, but uh, no. Mm. What, one, one, just one little question, Rob. I, I saw it on social media a little bit from a couple of people, like Edward Mendy making the mistake. You know, oh, yeah. if Kepa, Kepa made a few mistakes, he was quickly out of the side. Is there mm. an argument... Now or, or or not far away, that Kepa should get a run again. I think we're on the not far away, um, only because that's the way I think that the Premier League football has to be. And if he makes, you know, Kepa was in there, made mistakes. We were, people were critical and, and were saying that he should go. And eventually, Mendy came in to bring the competition. Mm. Um, he, these times, he is a. He's a little bit sloppy um, when he plays out the back. We've seen it a couple of times in Premier League. I think we've seen it a couple of times in Champions League where they've got a bit lucky, where they, he's made a couple of poor decisions. Um, but I think I give him the benefit of the doubt. He's come up with some big saves for, for the football club while he's there. But I think it's one of them, Rob, where you know everybody's got to feel they're under a little bit of pressure. And he, as Chelsea's number one, should do the same. And if not, Kappa should yeah. be maybe given a, a, a chance if mistakes you know, continue to happen. Robbie, let's move it to the league leaders. Wow. Arsenal. Arsenal. 12 months ago, we were saying the team holding up the league. <laughs> three games, no, no points, no goals. Uh, yeah, well, the Jeez, Premier League. into three yeah. games, plenty goals and top of the table. I mean, that's the league right there for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mm. uh, it was good, wasn't it? I mean, uh, they are in, yeah. a, in, a, in a groove right now. And I mean that in so mm. many different ways, Groove. They're tactically very, very grooved. It's kind of complex what they do tactically, but yeah. they've got it figured out yeah. with the midfield movements. Mm-hmm. I think you're looking at additions. Yeah. You know, it's not often where, you know, your, ele- your first 11 gets significantly improved in one window and, and significantly improved. No. William Saliba back, mm. uh, of course, from yeah. loan moves to, I think it was Nice and then Marseille last season, yeah. has looked yeah, outstanding, yeah. scores a beautiful, beautiful goal left foot with style and technique into the top corner. Um, of course, you look at Alexander Zinchenko, the Ukraine left fullback from Man City, $38 million, not a bad fee that, that adds some quality, some possession, some winning experience, yeah. smart enough. He's done the, invi- the, the move into midfield thing plenty of times under Pep. And, of course, Gabriel Jesus. You know, it's, it's like they have significantly improved the team. You've got progression from Gabriel Martinelli, um, yeah. who grows from strength to strength and is a little diamond of a, of a quick left-sided player. Bakaya Saka hasn't quite found his... his, his his best rhythm no, yet, but that's, yet. you know, um, Odegaard gets a couple of goals in, in this game. I mean, everything for Arsenal, Rob, is going very, mm. very nicely, isn't it? It's uh, apparently as well, Rob, he's, he's picked the same team for the, three, for the first three, three games, which is nice, for consistency. There was, a, there was a lovely moment in the game, and it was around 50-odd second half, and uh, something just, just came to me as they were playing out the back, and Zinchenko had pushed up, um, I think Gabriel had come into the sort of left-back position. Jacker was there and uh, Odegaard were there. And both Jacker and Odegaard were kind of pointing to teammates about what was needed to get yeah. to play out the back. And they wanted Martinelli to come in at times. And, and him and Jacker were working out the side or Zinchenko was in. And mm. they told Zinchenko to. And it was just one of the things of it that struck me that I thought, wow, this is a team that's also taking ownership of what's, what the manager wants. It was like everybody was on the same page. 
Odegaard was telling Jacker something. Jacker was telling Martinelli something. Martinelli was telling Zinchenko something. And it was how they were going to work the ball all down this left-hand side of the pitch. Mm. And I just thought to me, to myself, that's the message he's getting across. When, when players are getting it and starting to almost coach themselves in those situations, that's when the manager can start to feel pleased that the messages are through and that the, the players are starting to understand what's required. And my, my, my feeling on Arsenal over the weekend was, it feels to me, Rob, like they're growing up. felt like yeah. they were a bit teenage last year, a bit up and down, and they're going to have a few tantrums and that. You don't sense there's going to be... Listen, they get, Arsenal, I don't think, can win the title. Arsenal can be in the top four. I don't think Arsenal are going to have many of those days where they implode, where it goes crazy and we go, oh, what... I just think there's a, there's, a, there's a maturity to this group and there's an understanding now that's only going to get better as the season goes on. And it was interesting you talked about Saka because um, I read somewhere that it was his 100th Premier League appearance already, oh, Robbie. He's 21, wow. 22, 100th Premier League appearance. Yeah. And I, I thought this stat that, again, I was, I was reading over the weekend, that Mikel Arteta's first match in charge at Arsenal was 2019 at Bournemouth away. And the only two players who were left in the group that played on that day, or in the starting, well, anyway, I think Pepe might have been one, was, was Saka Sh- and Jacket. Oh, Saka and Jacket. Right. Yeah, we're the only two players from 2019, his first day in charge, away at Bournemouth. Um, so that's how the, you know, the process has gone. That's how the changes have gone. And um, although many, you know, were, were, were doubting it and, I'm talking about towards the end of last season as well as the start of this, Rob. There's, there's, uh, there's something that, that's enjoyable to watch about Arsenal now, and it looks like the players are enjoying it too. And, and I think when you get those things mixed together and a little bit of self-belief in, in, in what you're doing, it, it, it doesn't um, make a big difference. And um, listen, they're top of the table, they're three and three, they're, they're flying now. It's for Mikel Arteta to continue to, you know, how's he working, keep... When success comes, how does he keep success there? We've seen him turn down, turn around some bad things. So a different challenge for Arteta, but yeah, what a brilliant start to the season. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd add to that, Rob, just a little, just a little add for me is like I totally agree with the experience of these young players, Rob, maturing. You know, it was some tough times yeah. last year. I remember saying in our in our studio, you know, these are the sort of things that these players need some some fine to, ways yeah. to get over yeah. hurdles, and they're learning as they go. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Early business, early transfer, um, players coming yeah. into the football club at the right time, and basically as well, the importance of a good pre-season. You know, we often say yeah. oh, pre-season yeah. doesn't mean to well, it does mean something. It, there is something in it if you can be grooved and you can have your starting 11 kind of figured out that's why they started so well because they had such a good pre-season all that being said and we'll move on right now Bournemouth was shocking, by the way. I mean, talk about embarrassing first 45 minutes. Scott Parker admitted it afterwards and said that's not acceptable. Yeah. Very, very, I mean, I mean, what an Arsenal again for dismantling Bournemouth. But my goodness, you yeah. know, if you're a Bournemouth fan, you want to see, lay a glove, like do something. Um, so super comfortable. They've been, I think five subs mm. came on for Arsenal in the second yeah, half. Well I saw, done. I just see the yeah. subs. T&E, Katia, Smithville, Tommy Asso. I mean, some depth as well. And what, what, one other thing I just wanted to say, Rob. Gabriel Jesus, by the way, is a better footballer than we've all given credit for. He's not just a goal scorer, and he is mm. a good goal scorer. Mm. His movement, talented. he drifts in and out, him and Martinelli, talented footballer. The ball that drops, he brings down the air, he runs past the couple, weighs a ball in. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a much better footballer than, yeah. than I certainly, I think a lot of people have given credit. And he's starting, we're starting to see that now as, he, as he's blossoming in, in, in the, this Arsenal attack. $54 million, absolute bargain. $54 million mm. only for Gabriel mm. Jesus. OK, let's move it on to uh, Tottenham. Um, and we haven't got to spend a ton of time on this game, Rob. Um, I just thought it was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I think we all know that Spurs now are progressing, strong, yeah. organised. We know there's a bit of nastiness in them. But, and, I, mm-hmm. and, I, and it's maybe it's a little controversial, my kind of take on this, Rob, is that when they're at home against Wolverhampton Wanderers that like the possession, yeah. should we yeah. be... And they won the game, right? I, I, I get that. They won yeah. the game. Harry Kane scores again, the winning goal, 1-0. Um, I still, like, the first half was so quiet, so uninspiring. The fans, like a brilliant yeah. new stadium that makes so much noise, so quiet. Mm. And a little bit of, like, jeers and boos, a little bit, they come off at halftime. And I know, I know what's going on with Antonio Conte. He's so, such a reactive guy. We keep it solid. We yeah. don't give him a sniff. Something yeah. will happen. Yeah. 
And he's right, it often mm. does happen. But is there going to be times, Rob, where well, he wasted that, for, that 45 minutes and they might get a goal, but well, the others get a goal and they drop points because of draws. Am I, I mean, I know that they won comfortably, I think, earlier, wasn't it? Southampton, they got four yeah. goals or whatever. Yeah. I just yeah. looked yeah. at it, I thought, blimey, like, they've got to be a little bit more proactive and a little bit more expansive in their football, given some of the new players that's coming to the club. Or is this the way it's going to be? It's going to be pragmatic, it's going to be strong mm. and structured, and yeah. will, something will happen and they'll mess up, they'll, you know, mm. and we'll find a way to win. Is that okay for the Spurs fans? I, 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 I tend to think it's, it's the latter, mate, and, and it'll be okay mm. for the Spurs fans if, if, if it becomes winning football. I mean, if you look at his record and, and the way he sets his team up, he's got to rely on that defence, mate. He's got to have solid people who he relies on. Yeah. He's got to have system and structure that he relies on. And, listen, you can't argue when you've got Son, Kulisowski, Harry Kane and Richarlison as a front four and, 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 and wide play wing-backs who can get forward and make things happen in the Italian third. He probably feels he's enough there that, that can, can get the job done. Um, I think he's going to stop Spurs being... Which Spurs fans hate Spursy. I think he's yeah. going to stop cheap goals. He he's going to yeah. stop, you know. And he's going to, and, and if, he, if he has to be a little bit more pragmatic, right. mate, then yeah, if so that's be what's it. going to get me three points. So be it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And some some days, mate, that front three will be on fire and they'll get three yeah. or four. And other days, like they did at the weekend, they'll rely on the Prince. What is it? 250 goals will come. So yes. 185 now, I yeah, think, most for any, any player in one single club. You've got you've got a man who can win you the games, mate, and and you know maybe that's what that's what that's what he wants. No, I think you're right. I think Richarlison was particularly lively when he came on. It's mm. nice to have the option now that yeah. he's got from the bench. Um, Perisic's got the start on the, the left-hand side instead of Sessegnon, which is going to be the way it's going yeah, to be, in my well, opinion. Yeah, Perisic well, is just, Perisic, a, just yeah. a classy player. So mm. no, no, I, I, I think yeah, I think that's just the way it's going to be. I think the Spurs fans will kind of yeah. will be okay with it. Of course, if you win games, that's great. Um, mm. But yeah, but I, I just, I just something that I just thought, yeah, are we okay with this? I just, just after watching the first forty-five minutes, and the Spurs fans are like, oh, yeah. blimey, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't create too much. But I guess there's days like that, and Wolves are pretty good at keeping the ball yeah. Um, yeah, as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's should we just scoot through, Rob? The other yeah, the results. Yeah, 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 other results. There's a couple of storylines, Rob. There's a couple of storylines. Last is a big one, isn't it? Last of one, Southampton two. Let's let's kick it off there at, at um, KP Stadium. Brendan Rodgers, Wesley Fofana was a big story, Robert. Apparently, what mm. it was the phrase, he wasn't in the right frame of mind to, to start the game or whatever. We know the Chelsea business is, is, is going on behind the scenes and he wants to get out. Is that OK, Rob? But let let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you there. Is that yeah, all right, by yeah. the way? For, for a 21-year-old no, who no, got plucked no, out of football no, and right. he's been given the opportunity, no, he's been injured all last year. He's 35-year-old, mate. And, oh, and, and I'll no. go back to the Harry Kane, where you know people like you felt it was okay. I understand the Harry Kane's a different situation; he's been in the club and blah blah blah. Mm. blah. But it's not okay, Rob. When you've signed a contract and mm. he signed a new contract, you a five-year deal, uh, like in March, four five-year deal would have got good money. Obviously, there's a clause in there. It's not all right not to play. That's that's downing tools. That's downing tools on on your team when they haven't had a brilliant start. They're under a bit of pressure. You can still be unhappy, Rob, and pull your boots on and put in a performance and then still be unhappy after the 90 minutes. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like no. it. I, I don't think no. it reflects well on him, uh, personality. No, it, it winds me up. It winds me up. Uh, he's such a, uh, mm. such a good player, such a lucky situation yeah. where, where he is in his career right now, where he's, he's, he's doing so well. You know, you know, disrespect to his football club that helped him develop, etc., and his manager, yeah. his yeah. teammates that you know, kind of need him right mm. now in, in, a, in a period where, you know... They're just trying to get themselves going into this new season, so I don't yeah. like that. Um, no. You know, and, and where they are on the league table, Rob. I mean, they've had a they've had a, they've had an awful start. Yeah, they, they're second start, bottom. They've had yeah. one points from three games. Yeah. They conceded eight goals, the highest amount in the Premier mm. League, Rob. So you know, yeah. I don't know. Brendan Rodgers has got to find a way to, to get things back he's on track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got interest I, in other I players. I think it'll be just glad when the when the window's done, mate, and, and yes. there's no more speculation at least still because they can get his head down and get concentrated on getting on the training ground because there's still de enough decent players that there's enough but decent players it just feel, feels it feels like it's in a bit of a mess at the moment it feels like mm. too much uncertainty going on Robin and that's never good around a football club 
Uh, and the lot was made about their lack of signings in the in the summer window, Rob. And it just yeah. shows you yeah. how you know it's just important to freshen up the place a little bit with two or three yeah. new players. Um, but yeah, there's there's issues there because they got a lot of good players, and a lot of the teams are like, oh, yeah. Leicester, um, money problems. Like, let's go in there and neck a few players, yeah, and that's that's, that's, yeah. that's what's going on right now. Um, I think Everton won. Bit of Forest. To Southampton, bit of, just a little oh, credit yeah. to Southampton. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. Has a little, my friend. Couple, you know, a game. I, I, I've had him down in, in my bottom three, but as ever with Ralph, he finds a way. He chucks on Shea Adams, who gets a couple of goals. The second goal was a beauty. That oh, yeah, Wood, yeah. Wood Prowse cross, and, and, and he gets his foot on the ball. And, you know, for, for all these clubs that they go up and down, he, he still hands in there, Ralph, doesn't he? he yeah. uh, it's something I like about him. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, why I didn't have them in there, I mean, I, I think they absolutely could be in trouble of relegation, but I, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm putting my trust in these new owners and their knowledge mm-hmm. of the market. And again, if you look at Romeo Lavia, 18 years of age, a young Belgium kid, plays yeah, the holding yeah. position. I think he looks Quite, superb. Armel yeah, Belakotchap as well, another uh, just $10 million, 20-year-old new player, centre-back. Mm-hmm. You know, they've gone with youth, and he's bombed out some yeah. of the more experienced players, Romeo from from the former Barcelona players out the side right now. Sakumara is another one. I think he's 18, Rob, playing up yeah. front. So it's like, wow, like they're, go- they're, they're trying to redesign this team. Went back to a system that they know before. They were going with a three. They went back to yeah. a back four. So I think, it, yeah, oh, yeah, I think it's right to give them a mention because, you know, he mm. was under pressure and he needed that result. And these young players, yeah. it's all about these young players. How good are they? Are they good enough mm-hmm. to, to, to be effective, not just yeah. to hold their end up, but to be effective in this incredibly difficult division? We'll have to wait and see. But that's a good result. And I'll give the team and the squad and yeah. the fans and everybody confidence that they can be all right in this very transitional period. Absolutely. You were talking about Everton. Uh, got some Park mm. 1-1 with Forrest. Not going to Forrest skip the lead to uh, Brennan Johnson, his first goal in the Premier League. Uh, a Jamari Gray late goal, uh, well, really well taken goal actually for Everton to get a point. Um, where were you with Frank and, and, and the plan and the, the process and, you know, struggled last season, had a couple of great results towards the end of the season to make sure they stay in the league, but it's not been a great start again, Rob, and you wouldn't want this to, to, to form to be around too long, struggling down at the, the other end of the table. Well, I think they are going to be, aren't they? They're going to be. And it's going to be a difficult season for Everton. I mean, it just is. I, I just, I think it's going to be a difficult, awkward watch again for the Liverpool, for the Everton fans, Rob. But with what's happened in the market, Anthony Gordon, their, their wonder kill, like brilliant, brilliant player. Seems like Chelsea... Is, is that OK, though, Rob? I hear you. And, and I get and Maybe that's the reality of where we are. Yeah. But are, are we OK now? I mean, it used to be a big six in Everton. And I know we're talking in the past, but that was, what? Well, five years ago, it was a bit, you know, you got Ancelotti as, as managers and, you know, it was a pick at, at clubs. Are we, are we saying now that they're a bottom half club? Million you know, percent. Survival? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they are. Bottom they are. They just. Survival. Well, they are. I mean, the, the performances say it. The, the squad's starting to say it even more. It's before that you sort of, well, they have got some good players and he's there and it's Alan in midfield or, mm-hmm. or Andrew Gomez or whatever or Charlton. And now it's like, well, no, they're kind of losing these guys. And we know they've got some financial fair play issues, big time. Yeah, um, yeah. Cavalooing, like Dominic Cavalooing is, is it's such, mm-hmm. an, uh, such an important part. And I remember saying in the pregame sh- uh, podcast, Rob, that my goodness, there's a lot of pressure on him. And when he's out injured for the first yeah. four, well, I'm not, I'm not sure how many more weeks it's going to be. That's going to be yeah, a problem. Yeah. You know, you know when you, we, we go down here, Rob, and you look at other results, right? I mean, this is the nature of the league. I mean, there's stories on every single game. So Everton, of course, Forest, mm-hmm. their own story and doing great. And we go on to the next game, Crystal Palace. Well done, Crystal Palace. The football yeah. that they're playing. Yeah. And Aberitre Eze taking on the, the, yeah. the, the midfield kind of star role that Conor Gallagher mm-hmm. had. I think he looks a million bucks. Yeah. Aston Villa is another story. Steven Gerrard like is going to have a little bit of a tough time, Robert. He's got to find ways to, to get this, this really well, good squad. Now the expectancy is different, Robert. It's not Everton, yeah. is it? That's not bottom half. That's top half, if not trying right. to get close to, to European football. Yeah. So, so another story brewing there with Steven Gerrard. And, and like, mm. you know, I, 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 I just think that's super interesting. There's a, been a lot of money spent at this club, so the expectation is really high. Buendia started instead of uh, Philippe Coutinho. Um, yeah. You know, it's there's a there's a lot going on in that particular game. Uh, rolling on to the next one, Fulham three, Brentford two. 
Amazing game of yeah. football again. Wow. Our boy Mi- Mitrovic, Mitrovic scores the late goal, the header, the slot. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's another oh, interesting the club. Liverpool one, wasn't it? Mitrovic, yeah. he's got that pulling onto Backpost. the fullback now, hasn't he? And, and waiting for the ball coming over and powering it in. Yeah, yeah reminiscent of like Shearer in his day and, 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 you know, big Duncan Ferguson, wasn't it? They used to all do all those kind of things. But yeah, great result for Fulham. Great start well, for Fulham, uh, isn't it? Just a great start for Fulham. Yeah. Five points. Give themselves a chance, West London Derby against the Brentford team who we know can be dangerous, you know, just as Manchester mm-hmm. United. But um, dealt with them and got the points. Team that's been a bit surprised when you pulled start, mate. Uh, at uh, London Stadium, West Ham United. I know. The table. I know. No wins. I mean, not quite themselves again. A bit like Liverpool. They haven't quite, almost like shaken off pre-season and got down to the real business. No, they had a game in Europe midweek, but it, it, it's 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 unlike a David Moyes team to to not quite be at it. I think we we got to a stage where there was a certain level you 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 knew you were going to get from West Ham under Moyes with, with the finishes they've had. Yeah. It, it, it hasn't really started from this year. No, and they've, they've, they've gone into the market and got some players that look pretty good. Mm. And I know they had a, a European qualifying game, didn't they? Uh, the European yeah, uh, Conference on League. Thursday, they, uh, yeah. on Thursday, I think they've got another yeah. one this Thursday. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that, but they've done that oh, before. Okay. Yeah, it's just a, it's just, mm. it's yeah. a slow start. And, Bright for, and Brighton, mm. another one of the, the big stories so far this season, you know, they're in, up to fifth place. I know it's only three games played, but seven, seven points, yeah. two wins yeah. and a draw. And a brilliant start by Graham Potter's men. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's again every club, every fixture. There's a story to, to tell, mate, and we're here to do that. And and right from the first game with United against Liverpool down to West Ham Brighton, mm. it's kind of remarkable how many stories and fascinating <laughs> kind of I don't yeah. know things to analyse in in this incredible Premier League. And it was another super weekend I thought the Sunday with the games on Sunday my goodness I, I did not yeah. enjoy them yeah. the Newcastle game and then Leeds at home two mm-hmm. great clubs in the north of England uh, with bright managers and, and that's my last point actually Rob reminds me um, you think about that right that Sunday Brighton win at West Ham very smart young thoughtful yeah. coach Jesse March well, yeah. I guess new to the league, obviously, thoughtful, lovely football right, coach. Yeah. And yeah. Eddie Howe and Newcastle United on the same day, the Sunday. <laughs> Smart, yeah. thoughtful, up-and-coming coach. There's some good coaches wherever you look, by the way. And I know there's a few that are struggling right now, maybe your Lampards yeah. and maybe your Gerrards. But in terms mm-hmm. of mid-table kind of Premier League managers, we now have got some good ones, Rob. We now have yeah. got some good ones. Yeah. And not any long ball ones. Another, Paris, another one. Another one. Yeah, yeah. Done a great job Steve there, Cooper. Yeah. Steve Cooper yeah. at Nottingham Forest. Mm, football, good football, yeah. There's a lot. Thomas so, Frank. Thomas Frank at Brentford. Some very good managers in the league right now. Mm. Absolutely. Listen, mate, Ten Hag and Manchester United, they got it done out a bit too much drive and intensity for a very limp Liverpool in the big game of match week three. The Gunners, they stay perfect. Three wins in three. Man City drop points to the two. And Leeds give Chelsea a lasting at Ellen Road. We'll be back on Sunday, that's August the 28th, with a look back at match week four and what's proving to be a fascinating Premier League season. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching, listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night.